Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, 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 everyone, to Marvelous Monday. It is always a pleasure to be right back here once again on Marvelous Monday with all of the amazing, amazing tax members and guests and friends and all of you that are listening. We say welcome, and we're so happy that you're with us tonight uh, Miss Rihanna is going to be taking care of us from afar because she is in the midst of election time in the great state of Kentucky. And, of course, we're in the midst of election time as well, right here in the great state of Texas. So let's first start out by finding out who's on with us tonight. Let's see. Uh, Dr. Hagney, are you there? Hello. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, wow. What an amazing sound <laughs> that is. Dr. Hackney, uh, it's so it's, great. It's great to being back with voice. you guys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How have we have missed you. And your your voice, I tell you, is like, oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know how to describe it. But welcome. <laughs> and so glad to have you well, right back here where you belong every Monday night. How, how's it going, Dr. Hackney? <laughs> Oh, bless, bless, I bless, I tell you. It's been amazing. Blessed by the best. Yes. Well, I'm going to get back to you in a minute. Let's just find out who all is with us. Let's see if uh, Dr. Carr, Dr. Carr, are you there? I'm here. Good evening, Dr. Hagney. How are you? (laughs) Yes, fine. Thank you. (laughs) That's like a golden bell ringing, isn't it, uh, Dr. Carr? Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's great. It's so great to, to have our own right back here with us, and we have missed him yes. uh, so very much. Okay, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Mr. Arthur's a little slow coming in tonight. How about you, Pastor Cooper? Are you there? Okay, well, hopefully those guys will be in soon. And I mentioned, gentlemen, Ms. Rihanna is out there working campaigns out there in Kentucky. Uh, they're trying to elect a governor out there. So uh, as we know, we're getting ready to get into some strong election season. Early voting actually started today here in Texas, and that, that was from 8 until 5 p.m. here in the Smith County area, Tyler, Texas area. So uh, as we know, it's only propositions that are on the, the a ballot this time, but let me tell you, there are some really important uh, propositions that are on, and we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit later on down the line uh, and everything. But, uh, but, but Dr. Hagney and Dr. Carr, we, have, um, we should have on our line with us tonight some very, very special guests. As you know, we're into the book club, and we're into amazing books that are being written uh, by, in particular by African-Americans. And so uh, we, we listen and read uh, all books, any book, but, uh, but we have some really great books. We featured uh, Dr. Carr's book, and, and then we, we talked about uh, Data Pickett, 
uh, Smith on uh, last week, and then we talked. We had one other book that we looked at. Uh, I can't even remember which book that is. I, I, I've got to settle down and, and get ready for this show mentally and so that I can remember. But we talked about two books on, on last week. And then now tonight we're going to talk about a very, very special book. And I think I sent those copies out to you. So I'm going to find out if Miss Rhonda, are you on the line with us yet? So maybe they haven't tuned in just yet. So we'll we'll go ahead and kick off Dr. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did someone say something? No, okay. no, I didn't say no. Oh, that, there's Mr. Arthur. Yes, you did. How are you doing, Mr. Arthur? How y'all doing tonight? How is everybody doing? We're, we're doing great. Time. We're doing great. Doing great. Yes, we're doing great. We're going to start out by uh, letting, uh, if, uh, asking Dr. Hagney if he would kind of bring us up to date on what he's been doing, there, perhaps, and then how we're looking with COVID and and uh, all of the projects and things that he's working on and so forth. So, Dr. Hagnes, you can give us a little medical briefing and everything, and we'll, I'll, I'll mute out while you, you tell us tell us what you want us to know. But we Very you. good. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. First of all, it's a blessing to be back with everyone. As you, as you, I had experience with COVID and my life, coaching all these, uh, all these health fairs we're involved with, I think that's where the exposure occurred. But COVID uh, is COVID. It's continuing with what we talked about three years ago. Uh, of course, we um, so noticed a report today there sort of a decline there, but the death rates are going up. Uh, what basically we always talk about is it's almost an individual thing now because the government is not doing any monitoring. Uh, so in, you almost have to think about protecting yourself, in particular our seniors, uh, six to five and above. So we, that's where the highest death rates occurred in that group. But uh, just the whole discussion, I guess we're still trying to learn how to manage COVID. Uh, one of the issues, once the government switched from government supplies of the vaccine to commer- commercialization, what's been sort of interesting, but also confirming how slow this has been for rolling out the COVID, uh, basically the transition from government supply to the commercial has been very interesting. And uh, even still having a problem getting adequate PD doses out. But it's just amazing that uh, no one is going to care that everyone were not ready. But I think most of the retail pharmacies probably have a supply now. It may be moving to the doctor's office, but I think now they they are uh, sort of getting on board with that. Um, the PD version, like I say, is still having a problem getting it out to the adequate supply. So hopefully they'll be able to uh, work that. Uh, but it's just been a very poor rollout for this. Uh, so the death rate still uh, increasing, something like 4% last week, but the number's going down. But what we need to do is just uh, cover it. Uh, safe distances, uh, wear your mask when areas in crowded areas, and also protect our seniors. Just one point I always remember, it's not about yourself, it's who you're going to be around. If you're around, if you're going to be around uh, uh, someone above 60 years age, you have to you have to be concerned and be protect them as we move into these holidays, uh, you know, Halloween and um, Thanksgiving and all of these. We need to be of course as that because a lot of families get together during those period of time. So just protect yourself, wear your mask when you are uh, in uh, crowded situations. Uh, protect our seniors and also uh, get your vaccinations uh, at, at most retail pharmacies are is available now, so that shouldn't be too big a problem. So we just have to continue um, uh, what we have to do. 
Uh, also, we have to be concerned about long-term COVID. Those are some conditions we're seeing that are occurring in different areas where we're seeing long-term COVID is, is, uh, is a problem. but just need to monitor. It's also a blessing to have a primary care doc if you if you expose, you need to go with your permanent doc soon so they can get your own uh, therapy. But also, there was a report about only about 20% of, of blacks in America actually do the, uh, the testing. These test, these test kits are free right now. So I advise everyone to have get this kit. You can order them. And what I've done on my church hubs, we sent the information to all our 18 church hubs <clears throat> to post the number to order these free vaccines, uh, meaning testing deals because the government is not monitoring only monitoring is actually carrying that you monitoring yourself so these free kits the test kits are totally free they send you out like four so we're advising everybody to order the kits and and test your stuff if you feel you've been exposed around areas uh it's a very simple test you can monitor yourself so i advise that we there's a little card we've actually been produced for all our church hubs so people can have these numbers so they can, uh, if you have a problem ordering, there are some youth who know how to order online. So just take advantage of that. Uh, so I guess that's about it for COVID. Okay, great. Thank, uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Hagney. And you're absolutely correct. This, this COVID is still raging everywhere. And, and I can just remember what we're in. We're almost at the end of the year. we in October, but it was, it was back in April that my nephew passed passed away of COVID. So, uh, so we're just really, really encouraging people, like you said, to be safe out there because there's a new variant, and then of course there's a new vac- uh, vaccine that's out there. But uh, just protect yourself is is the main thing. So very good, Doctor Hagney. Excuse me, Doctor Carr. You wanted to bring us up today, and then we'll go to Mr. Arthur. And actually, I'm going to ask Mr. Arthur to take over for a few minutes and give me a few seconds to regroup. And so go ahead, Dr. Carr. Okay. Good evening to everyone. Uh, I'm glad that Dr. Hackney is back on with us tonight, uh, particularly because on tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m., there will be a meeting of a team of people in the rural community where my church is, and we're bringing in an African-American a female physician who is practicing medicine in uh, the city of East Camden, Arkansas. And one of the uh, line items that we're going to be asking her about is what do we do about this resurgence of uh, COVID and what uh, recommendations would she be making to us and how can she perhaps lay out a plan of action so that as we apply for uh, monies to uh, provide programming services for our community, uh, she, her recommendations I think are going to be key in our outreach to find out where we can get money to do things to keep uh, our folks healthy, uh, senior citizens, and everyone in our general community. So I'm glad that you're back on, Dr. Hagen, because I was really wanting to have you hear uh, that from me because it's a new development in our area, and we're looking forward to what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Uh, in uh, Camden, Arkansas. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, could you um, can you send me her name? Because uh, that's uh, we, one of the, you know we we have all these church hubs. We have eighteen of these hubs, but also ask her about mental health tomorrow. Also, 
uh, yes, sir. And, and of course, you know, prostate and everything. But yeah, mental health, because that's a, we've been requested to help um, with mental health information in the communities of color, particular rural communities of color. Uh, but the, okay. one of the answers is the church. That we said mm-hmm. this with the COVID, the trust in the black communities through the black pastor and the black church, and it was stated at a meeting today by mental health. Individual users would go to their pastor to mention if they have any change, any indication there. So I asked her about mental health, uh, her recommendation for mental health, and, right. uh, and, and, and also the role of the church there in your community. Yes, definitely. Okay. We will do that. Hey, Doctor, it's good. Uh, uh, here, here, uh, I'm glad you're back, Doctor Hackman. Hello, how you doing? Glad to have you back in the in the camp. And of course, uh-huh. Doctor Carr, so I was you. Uh, hey, hey, I want to ask Doctor Carr a question. Now, you, you remember yes. last time it happened? Remember the whole thing with churches and so forth and so on? How that went, right? You know, some people right. lost their hope uh, and whatever. Now, can you see any changes this time around with this next variant coming up on us? Do you see any different, uh, are churches doing anything different, or are they reacting the same, or how's that going? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, the church uh, that I pastor, uh, I turned out to be invited in to join the group to sort of advise, and it turns out that my communication with uh, the physician who will be visiting us tomorrow, I believe, is going to open some doors of opportunity for us to, number one, uh, get funding, because we're going to be asking her simply this. We have a 501c3 organization. We have a building right center in the rural community uh, so that everyone is accessible. What services, as Dr. Hagner was uh, alluding to, what services can you recommend we pursue to provide uh, that will make a change? So I think just having a meeting tomorrow by an African-American black female physician who is qualified to practice medicine in our local area, I think that's a change within itself. Now, what will happen as a result of her recommendations, I think, would depend much on what we as the community group are going to do to, you know, put the pedal to the metal to see if we can move as quickly uh, and circumspectly as possible to get some uh, some some reductions in the COVID uh, impact in our area and health education in our general uh, neighborhoods. I think tomorrow is going to be a telling day, but I feel like tonight is a change within itself because we have a meeting schedule with someone who looks like us who can talk to us about the possibilities for uh, better health maintenance for our people in our communities. Hey, Dr. Hagen, I'd ask you the same question. So, you, know, you, you were close with the churches. You remember the last time when COVID showed up. You know, this time it's going down. So what do you see uh, different, uh, good or bad, uh, this time around? What I see, what we, like I mentioned, we have uh, – 18 church hubs uh, throughout northeast Texas from the Oklahoma border all the way down to Orange and Beaumont area, almost everything west of 45 in Texas. <clears throat> what we have proven that the uh, trust in the community is, is in the black church. They don't they don't trust in the political party, in the universities, the government, health departments. Black individuals come to the church now. What have, what we've done over the last three years, I'm a senior, one of the requirements of our church hubs, 
I mentioned we have a church of, there are some guidelines, that there are some requirements that the churches, <clears throat> uh, we work with them on for the development, some continuing training. Uh, we need a board-level um, volunteer coordinator. We're going to use that volunteer training because what's happening now, individual, all these groups who law waste all these millions of dollars. And when you look at what's in our community, the question is where do those dollars go? Hmm. And so now those individuals are coming to us because, like I said, we documented two things, that we can reach a rural black household. Then also we can network the individual resources to reach that household. Uh, classic, I'll give you a classic example of what has happened. We have, found, we have formed affiliation with several of the medical schools here in East Texas because they want to reach our community. I mentioned, although I mentioned it, the state mental health group from Austin called us because they, they need to know more about the mental health issues in the black community. We're in, we in discussion with them right now because, uh, and I mentioned earlier, for him to ask questions about mental health. Uh, in his program, and also what's so significant, what he said, they have a they have a a, a resource center there in his community. One of the mm. discussions that the state is talking about with us is develop that resource center that all those services are available for that community. And just looking at his community, he has a, a black position. That's that's a major plus called the diversity. But with her coming there. And look at all, and use the octopus plan. Uh, okay. All those will be uh, mental health, prostate, uh, breast cancer, colon cancer, mental health. Discuss all those mm-hmm. issues at your center there, and have that center to become a resource center for information. There is so much mm-hmm. misinformation out there uh, that is really frightening. But you, you are blessed to have a black physician there. You're blessed to have a, a site, and that's, I would advise that site to become the resource center for your entire community. Uh, hey, and, 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 so, and also have developmental training there for your pastor. I tell people, don't just because you have a black church or black pastor. You, you need to work with them for development. And also, I'm going to send you a list of requirements for all our church hubs. Uh, one of them in there is start a health ministry. Uh, in mm-hmm. every church, okay. we're blessed with a nurse, doctor, whoever, just thought a health minute, one or two individuals that would be responsible for following up after her presentation tomorrow for as information and to have someone a health care ministry that would develop that and follow up with all the health issues that relates to what you're going to be talking about. And don't forget yeah. to include your youth in there. Uh, get them involved because they don't understand the technology, telehealth. So, yes, I... The churches, uh, I, churches in our area, they have come a long way, and also that denominational problem. We've had, and most some people have. We don't have that. We have a church of every denomination that's in our program, and I'm going to send you that requirement of our church hubs, things they need to do for development and all that. And also, I mentioned we're going to start. We need a we need a board level person to help head up our volunteer program. We want to get volunteers. Because we get so many requests to show up and be in different places, health fairs and all that, so we need volunteers to come on board. But I, hey, you are blessed with the black physician, with the physician there. You have a site and you have a church involved. All you have to do is lay out the plans. I could be in a health benefit. I'll send you our requirement for our hub. 
because I could be any assistant with you. Just give me a call. And also, yes, Dr. Sir. McCullough can tell you about her, uh, her uh, health ministry at her church, the Tenaha, is a classic okay. girl, and we use that model to expand to all the areas. Oh, in Fort Worth, on Fort Worth, these people over in Tarrant County, they kept, like, funds were sent to, to you know, for a black community or whatever. They, and they held on to them funds and never did this person. And then folks mm-hmm. would find out they it back. And I don't know if they're going to bring it. Anyway. Uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Arthur, if you'll, let, if you'll allow me to jump back in. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I just want to say one thing. This is amazing. I've been listening uh, as I was doing a, a couple of little things that I needed to do. And Dr. Uh, Carr, if you could please, please, please uh, bring back a report to us on next week, uh, and, um, and and so that we can hear. Maybe we can learn some things, uh, Dr. Hagney, that we could add to our uh, to our uh, different mm-hmm. hubs. Uh, here yes. in, in our community, that's that's amazing mm-hmm. and outstanding. And let me just mention, I, I'm glad that Dr. Hagney mentioned breast cancer. As we know, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and on yesterday, all of the churches throughout East Texas had their pin a sister. Uh, this is a program that started for African American women, and as you know, my research. Um, our $5 million grant research was for specifically for African-American women uh, through University of Texas College of Nursing. And so, uh, so it was an amazing program on yesterday, and we, had, we probably had about 100 ladies uh, to attend that uh, luncheon, and every single one of them in there had their mammogram. And then we had young women. So the question hmm. has been, all along that, first of all, they used to say when we start at 50, that is when you get your mammogram. Then it brought it down to 40. And then, uh, then now what I have always said when I was practicing out there is that you got definitely have to look at your family history. The youngest soldier that I had on the battlefield to die of, of uh, breast cancer was 23 years of age. So... There were ladies whose daughter had died, young women whose daughter died at age 22. Young. These are African-American yeah. women. So, uh, so get your mammogram. Get your PSA done. Get all of these things that Dr. Hagney pushes to us every single week to get them done to take care of ourselves. We know our bodies better than anyone so let's true. take a look at our bodies. That's if you true. guys would allow me, we're gonna we're gonna bring. Thank you. We're gonna bring our special guest in, and uh, that's from the book club. And then we can get back to these very important topics that we want to continue to discuss. But I'm gonna ask my dear friend uh, Miss Rhonda if she would come in and and uh, introduce herself, and then introduce our special guest, the author of the book, and tell. And then we'll go from there. And so we'll add his book to our book club list. Miss Rhonda, yeah. are you there? Miss Rhonda, if you if you press one, Miss Rhonda, you should be in the queue. Because she just texted me. I know she's on, but for some reason we can't hear. We can't hear you. Oh. So pr- press one, Miss Miss Rhonda. Can't hear if you. We really want to. There you are. 
Hello, yes, how are Monday. you doing? Welcome. Yes, welcome to Marvelous Monday. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Great to hear you guys again, Dr. Cor. And who else do we have? Another doctor. And correct? Dr. Hagney and Mr. Arthur. Dr. Hagney, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys again. Blessings. <laughs> Happy Monday. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, be on the call tonight. I didn't have any plans to be on the call, but here we are. <laughs> A divine appointment, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, I invited Miss Rhonda back. I invited her back. She's been on. Remember, she's the one that started the banking industry. So, uh, so oh, it's okay. her friend, okay. who, uh, yes, who has the book, and so yeah. we want her to introduce him. And I wanted her to come back in. Go ahead, Miss Rhonda. Yeah, well, thank you. Yes, I would love to introduce an amazing friend that I've had the pleasure of only knowing for about a month now, but I read his book in two sittings. He's an, an amazing author in the Lake Charles, Louisiana area. He's a single father of three beautiful children. This oh. book is entitled The Twelve Keys to Kingdom Living. Eric T. Roscoe, or you want to call without further ado, sir, could you please bless us with an introduction? Thank you so much. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Eric T. Roscoe. I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I'm super elated to be with you this evening. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Thank you, guys. Um, yes, as uh, as as Rhonda just mentioned, I just uh, recently re- well released maybe about a, a year ago, Twelve Keys to Kingdom Living, and Twelve Keys to Kingdom Living is a spiritual man- life manual packed with spiritual truths and um, with biblical truths and revelation and ultimately, you know, our uh, 12 key principles that God has pretty much taught me along my journey that, that, would, help, that would help any believer on any uh, level, wherever they are in their faith, to, um, to uh, not only uh, learn or get practical truths concerning the word, but being able to apply it to their to the, uh, daily life for for uh, God's, you know, desired results for their life. And so, you know, he's blessed me with this opportunity to, to uh, not only learn these things, but also be able to teach others. So they wow. I'm, 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 I'm going to jump in because let me just tell you, I don't have any idea of your age, but you sound so young, but yet so mature. <laughs> Would you guys agree? I mean, he yes. has a very young uh-huh. voice. But yes, a very mature, seasoned mind. <laughs> tell us more. Tell, please tell us more about your book, Eric. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that all the time. But as I mentioned, you know, uh, I've been, I guess I've been on this journey since, what, 2010? And uh, throughout this whole journey, not really being raised in church and just things like that, you know, um, not not come from a uh, like a traditional background of church I just kind of had an encounter with Jesus and um you know when when I, once I said yes he just really changed the to, the trajectory of my life and I've never really looked back and so uh I've I've written this book as well as another and they both are literally uh prophetic in nature it has to do with my journey um so far and um you know, I believe these twelve keys to Kingdom Living will bless anybody. I mean, we're already getting pretty, pretty, some really pretty good reviews. If you go on Amazon, uh, there's some great reviews on there, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's definitely been a blessing to a lot of people already. 
and um, like I said, it's a manual, so um, there's there's instructions attached to it um, at at each chapter. There's instructions as well as a prayer, and so I just believe, you know, that uh, we're definitely in a time season where God wants to, you know, build us up from the inside out, and um, it's not not enough just to know the word, being able to really apply it, so that we can yeah. have. Uh, reap the benefits Amen. that God, God desired, you know, from the beginning. Right. Well, I tell you what, what, Mister uh, Eric, I'm going to turn you over to I'm going to turn you over to Pastor Cooper. I just heard his voice, and so <laughs> we, with with without with because you you got two pastors on this line that that's part of Marvelous Monday, and so what what without telling everything about your book because we want to just give just enough so that people will go and purchase it. But can you give us some snippets, and then I'm going to allow uh, Pastor Cooper to interview you. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, so one of the things, one of the, uh, I just read a little bit from the introduction. So the, the, the best testimony that, the best testimony that you can give is not always how you got delivered, but sharing a testimony of how you are presently living a life that reflects your deliverance in the light of God what will cause someone to become attracted to that light that you carry. They will have the opportunity to see and believe the God. You know, I, I, uh, on, my, on my journey, you know, through many, many, many different processes and opposition and different things, I force, and, and uh, one of the things that I've learned to, to be or to do is, uh, is my mind that I've adopted was ECL, live intentionally on purpose, love without measure, disappointment, through pain, despite of the offenses of others, and learn by using everything life throws you as an opportunity to learn and grow from your mistakes as well as from others. Okay. And so it's just about, uh, to me, it's just about maintaining a pure heart, um, Regardless of the season, regardless of the relationship, come and go. But really, just you know, focusing on your relationship with, with Jesus. And out of that, out of that, you know, your relationship with others, you know, you'll be able to rank better with others. Pastor Cooper, would you like to take over, or you you want me to take it? Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, I only have a couple of questions. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, also, I'm going to continue with Dr. McKellar with Hintnet. I'm just going to ask you, how old are you? I, I will be 38 on Halloween. See what I mean? See what I mean? That young, young, young person with that very, very senior mind and his thought process is amazing, amazing. I want the young people to hear him say his age because that's an encouragement. Uh, I'm going to call him Jeremiah for this phone call because it's like mm-hmm. fire pinned up in his bones. And I can tell he can go and run, run on and tell his story, and that's what it takes. So uh, I salute you. I encourage you. I thank you. I applaud you. I celebrate you. And I, I hope that you continue your journey because we need more and more folks like you, not in our future but in our present. And a lot of people think, that we cannot learn from people even younger than yourself. So, uh, again, you, you're my new Jeremiah. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, 
Dr. Ha- Dr. Akar, you have some questions for this young gentleman about his book. I, I have I have no questions. I have all compliments. I'm so thrilled to know that a uh, young person uh, of that age uh, would be so inspired to write to us about keys to kingdom living. I'm anxious now to get on the Internet and find the work and order it and read it. And upon my reading the work, then obviously I'll have questions to ask about what brought you to step A, B, and C. But I'm just thrilled to know that there's another author on tonight. And, you know, people who who write books kind of have a similar story about what gets them from the germ of the thing to the uh, final product. So I'm, I salute you as well. I congratulate you for your work, and I look forward to you doing uh, much more for our general community. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, Mr. Eric, before we go to Mr. Arthur and, and Dr. Hagney, can you share with us what that, I mean, without you having to tell all your journey, can you share with us some of the things that you were experiencing that caused you to write this book? Is it possible yes. to share a little bit of that with us? Yes. Absolutely. 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 I, I don't mind. And um, I can even I can, I can even go through a couple of the keys, you know, while Aaron. And so, uh, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, uh, you know, Whoever comes to Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And so, you know, a lot of uh, some people in the Christian community struggle with that transition, with uh, leaving the past and transition and, and becoming the new. And so, that first key has to do with you know embracing a new mind. You know, you become a new man. He says, "Old things have passed away." That means your life, everything concerning your old identity, has literally passed away. It was literally. It was literally, uh, you know, died with Christ, was resurrected, and so that first key is, is embracing the new man and that new mind that comes with that. The second key would be, you know, um, as a prophetic teacher, you know, I'm passionate about the word, but I'm even more passionate about really helping people to comprehend and understand um, um, the word so they can begin to apply it. I remember being at a place where I didn't understand it, and so that, that gave me... Uh, a little bit more mercy and a little bit more understand like like um it, it gave me compassion for those that don't really comprehend it. So God has given me this ability to articulate his word in a way where where I can meet people where they are and bring them up. And um so that second key is is um application brings birth to manifestation. And so if you can begin to uh, receive the word, understand it, comprehend it, then you are able to apply it. And then applying it, manifestation will begin to come. Um, I've been through, like, some things, you know. Uh, yes, I've been a young man. I've been married for about six and a half years. And um, I learned a lot throughout that, that whole process. And, you know, and actually and the, the book came a lot from that. And um, so I had to learn how to maintain peace in the midst of chaos. And so that third key is, how do how do you maintain peace in the midst of storms of in the storms of life? I like it. I like it. Um, and what else, what also comes with that? With, with with peace, you know, patience. One of the one of the scriptures that's definitely taken me and and got me through a lot of seasons in James chapter one it says, Count it all joy when you have the diverse temptations, knowing this, gotta know something, that the trying of your faith works patience. And so, you know, how do we develop patience in the storm of life? 
How do we not, how do we, do we not be curious in well doing? How do we maintain our faith? You know, which is another key. You know, um, you know, having unshakable faith. And so, and one of the core things that keep me together, embracing the love of God, is it's, it's by embracing God's love for me that really allowed me to um, understand, comprehend, and, and even return the love for others. It's just embracing God's love for me first. And so by embracing the love of God, it's, it's life-changing, you know, because it's something about, it talks about the length, the depth, the height of his love. And when we were able to mm-hmm. receive it for ourselves, then we are able to mirror it back to others. And it's just an amazing, beautiful thing. Okay. I want to jump in because the, the reason why I want to jump in, I don't want, I don't want you to disseminate everything about your book. Just give us some tips. But you said something that was very, very interesting uh, for me, and you said that you did not grow up in a traditional family where church was involved, which is quite unusual mm-hmm. for an African-American family. So my question to you is what was it or who was it uh, that you saw along the way during your journey that caused you to become this religious person that obviously you have become since you didn't grow up in that, that type of family. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I mean, I've, I've observed, I've observed uh, people go to church. I always wanted to go, but at that particular time when I was younger, you know, I didn't want to go by myself. So I I wouldn't go at all. And then I began as I began to get older, as I began to get older, you know, um, the desire was always there. I just didn't have understanding. But as I got older, gotcha. a friend of mine invited me. So that was kind of the thing. I, I started going with with a friend of mine, and 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 um, that's when things really began to change. And um, ultimately, you know, as I got older, I was able to go out and do all these other things by myself. So I got to a point where I didn't mind going to church by myself. And so, uh, yeah, made a lot of mistakes uh, along the journey. But ultimately, those mistakes brought me to the end of myself. And and God literally, I mean, he literally you know, changed everything for sure. Wow. Wow. Mr. Arthur, question? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, what's your name again, young man? Yeah. What's your name again? Eric. Eric Roscoe. Oh, okay. It, well, again, uh, it, see, you, so this is why when people try to, uh, uh, talk about our young uh, about our young folk coming up. I try to explain to them that we got that this is the Joshua. They have they have everything they need. Uh, you know, going forward. You know, uh, but, uh, but I do want to ask you a question. What what is now? I know as as you know, when you figure out what your purpose is, like I figured out mine when I was about thirty thirty one, something like that. Uh, and, and you figure out what your purpose is, and you know. With understanding that, you know, you don't have different trials as you go along through the thing, but your purpose is pretty much going to say the same. Have you, have you uh, uh, been able to articulate what you found your purpose to be or, or close to it? I mean, you know, I mean, at 38, it, you know, it's going to clarify some more, but what's your purpose? Figure it out. Absolutely. Um, I believe that, I believe that um, God has, you know, is calling me to the brokenhearted. I believe that God is calling me to um, those that, you know, are fatherless, those that, you know, um, that came from broken homes. I believe that God is calling me to, to, really, uh, to really help people, you know, because a lot of the things that I've experienced and myself, 
like God God allowed me to walk through it so that I could begin to take like it's almost like Moses going back and get others and and set others free. So so you know part of my purpose is is bringing liberation and deliverance to others. Um, starting with um, with the mindset, God has given me uh, this uh, like this. Uh, one of my primary gifts is, is flowing in, in like revelation and, and of, of the word, but it's um, but so it's it's ultimately to help people build strong foundations. So with the uh, the Bible talks about the foundations you destroy, what sin a righteous do. So ultimately, it's really to bring people to Him, and you know, and and kind of give them those core foundations so they can begin to develop uh, in the leaders they are. And so a part of my purpose is really to help people to uh, identify their purpose, their identity, and, um, you know, activate them in their spiritual gifts and and create a culture where they're able to thrive. Let me ask you a question. I just want to follow up question. Uh, you know, since you came to the since you came to the faith, and you know, uh, you know, later in life, have you, in your studies have you have you uh, have you have you noticed the Africanness in in the religion, or or has it come to attention yet? One, one more time, have I noticed the, you said African, and so forth and so on? Uh, has that come to your attention? Yeah, I think I, I think I understand the question. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what I'm asking is, you know, like your studies, you know, the Bible. So you came, so you came a little bit later, you know, to the faith. Uh, 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 and you know, and, and the Bible is a story of you know of the world, and pretty much a lot of stories. You know, most of them happen in Africa. I just noticed. This, I was just saying, I was saying, have you have you have you uh, noticed that in the text of the Bible? Oh yes, sir. yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. So, so I, I have a question for you, uh, Mr. Arthur. Did you have another one? I'm sorry, I didn't want to step nope. on you. Just, okay. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm really, really uh, impressed, uh, Mr. Eric, uh, with with your work. So, about yourself, what what has surprised you most about yourself? Uh, as Mr. Arthur mentioned, you came into the faith a little later in life. Uh, in your religious journey, but what what has what has surprised you about yourself, or what have you learned really about yourself uh, that you can disseminate out to to others who who may have been in the same position, say that that you've been in. Just what what have you learned? What has surprised you about you most? Well, what surprised me the most, to be perfectly honest with you, is uh, there's no, there's nothing that I can do without God. So everything Excellent. like any any good thing that I'm able to do, it's only by his grace because I know myself. Like I know Eric. I know when 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 I wasn't following God that I was constantly shipwrecking and making mistakes. So one of the reasons that things that definitely made me like really to totally surrender to him was was he exchanged my foolishness from to wisdom, you know. And so I'm able to recognize now I, I'm a wise man, but the wisdom that I have, the little wisdom that I do have is from him. It's not from me. And, um, and you know, that keeps me humble. Very good. So you you mentioned the fact that you have written two books, correct, in such a short yes. period of time. What is, what is your other book about? My, my first book is called The Trojan's Bread, A Journey to Liberation. 
and it, it's about deliverance. It's about uh, the children's bread. Is, is, um, Jesus said uh, healing and deliverance is the children's bread. So uh, that that book is is is, is uh, teaches about deliverance and the thing. And that, so after I divorced that particular season, I got delivered from lust and perversion. And then what began to happen was during that during that separation, um, during that separation. You know, I didn't have my kids around, so I was in a very vulnerable place, and the, and I began to uh, experience a lot of warfare. And God began to teach me a lot about deliverance. It's not it's not one thing to just get delivered, but you have to maintain, guard, and keep your deliverance. And so that particular book is it journeys my that uh, I learned along the way concerning deliverance, and those type of things. It talks about the types of deliverance, deliverance for. And all those things, how to get free and stay free. So it, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. So well, let me ask how you a question. It... Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I, what's your relationship now with the church and any ministers, bishops, or apostles that's in your life right now? My relationship with the church? Um, church, I, uh, I have... ministers, pastors. Okay. Um so 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 currently I'm not I'm not uh, connected to like a local church or anything right now. Um right now we're uh myself and some other leaders, we started what we call the South Hub and so we meet monthly we meet uh once a month for the South Hub and it's basically an apostolic and prophetic uh hub. We we meet in home and uh, we we just come and gather, and it's, and it's like it's not it's not necessarily it's it's the supplement what what uh what what others may not be getting at the churches, and just kind of just um, a space for encouragement, empowerment, and uh, kind of help build them and build people up, and just really and worship the Lord. Okay, that's right, so awesome. Uh, young people, older people. I have a, I have, I have a couple questions here. We have both. Go, uh, go ahead, have, Dr. Hatch. Oh, wait, just uh, a second. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask that question. Uh, what, what, what is the youth response to your your entire ministry? Uh, I mean, younger people, young adults, because uh, we're in the middle of doing a survey of young adults. But what has been that? What are the, what, what's their response to your book, uh, your ministry, you. If if I'm being if I'm being honest, um, for some reason, like I don't I don't um draw younger I don't draw I feel like I draw younger people I feel like I draw older people uh for some reason I don't really know why, at least um from what I've observed. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when I ask that, we're doing a interesting. You said that we're doing a youth survey. Um, basically was asked us to do it from a uh, uh, school system because of the lack of interest of students in school was going to the educational area. But also we are seeing a lot of church, even attendance in church. It's going to be, basically what's happening, we asking the, we asking the survey from the youth, not adults, but like, we asking their opinion. And so once we finish this survey, I would like to interact with you with our church hubs because once we identify the youth, I would like uh, we'll set up a tele-type network with all our church hubs, see if we can get you involved, even uh, utilize your book uh, for them to critique, you know, look at your book, or even listen to you through our church hubs. 
And also, I have a granddaughter who's in her, uh, she's in a missionary training program up at uh, Pittsburgh. I would like for her to read your book. Uh, she's being trained for international missionary field. Uh, she undergrad degree has from Amherst, but she's up in that program in Pittsburgh. I would really love for her to read your book uh, because there are, some, there are some similar points there and also her analogy. But again, congratulations that that statement you make that the youth, uh, we have to reach our youth and find a way to reach them. So I might need your help by telling us why they're not being attracted to you and yeah. what are you what are your feeling My that question. what is it we what is we what is it uh, I'm gonna ask you personally what do you feel what do you feel now what you need to do How, you know from your personal experience um, or or why uh, or let me add to that or why is it that what what do you feel uh, uh, why do you think that young people with your being young are not attracted to your your ministry along with Dr. Hagney's question thank you. Um, I don't. It's not that I don't think that they're not attracted to my ministry. I think that I have to continue to put my voice out there so that they're right, so that those that have ears to hear can can hear it. It's like um, it's like I've I've noticed a drought in in the desire or a lack of desire or hunger for the word, and I'm a word person, and so um, come on now, you better say it. I haven't, and and I, I just I just see a lack of you know my people want encounters with God. They definitely want you know I I believe one of the ways to reach the uh the youth is definitely going to be encounters. So it's not going to be preaching. It's not going to be telling them about hell. It's not that because they 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 that's not going to reach them. It's going to be love. It's going to be like genuine love. People are looking for genuine connections, genuine relations. They want to know that people care, and um. And so if you would just take time to talk to them, I think that's a big part. And also just building relationships, you know. But ultimately what they need is mentorship, you know. We're going back, we have to go back to mentorship, you know, taking time and spending time with them and different things like that. And I've definitely always been open to that, you know. The Father's given me a Father in grace. But uh, finding finding um, those that are actually open to that, you know, it's been very difficult because it has to be a mutual thing. You can want you can want to mentor someone, you can want to help them, and you can know that you have what they need. But unless they identify, unless they are aware of it, there's really nothing you can do. And I've just found a lack of just desire and hunger for the things of God. But people want to, they want a word. They take a prophetic word. You know, they they're open to that. But um, but taking that journey, you know, I haven't, and and like I said, yeah, there's a set time and 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 season for everything. But I believe my uh, haven't found my tribe yet when it comes to that. What what have you done to try to reach out to the younger generation? I, I I'll share with you that I um I I love working with our college ministry, our youth ministry. When I when I grew up uh, in the church, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. I grew up in the church. We used to go to youth conferences all around America every single summer. Uh, and my mother made sure that we went so that we get to meet others uh, in other parts of the country. It was an educational component as well as uh, a religious component. And so, so we have at our church – it's called the college 
group. And so it's probably about, I guess we have maybe about 30, 25 to 30 of them. We got three colleges here in Tyler, uh, Texas College, University of Texas, as well as uh, uh, Tyler Junior College. And so we go and pick up those students uh, from the campuses and bring them in on Sunday morning and then bring them back on. They have their special time on Thursday where they feed them, make sure they have what they need, clothing, whatever whatever they need, make sure that uh, that they're provided with that. And so um, I guess I said that to say that, that I think that, that young college students and young folk are looking for, they're looking for guidance. They're looking for people like you. You would be a perfect person to, to, yeah. to speak to the young folk uh, on, on mm-hmm. the, fifth, the fourth, is the fifth Sunday or the fourth Sunday of each month. We have a young minister. He's a college student, and he speaks uh, to these youth, and then, and they perform. They do all the they carry out all the worship service on that Sunday. That that we call it the Youth Sunday. But 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 our young people need someone like you. And I know, Mr. Arthur, we all have this conversation all the time about our youth. And not to say that that's every youth, because you never lump everybody in the same basket. But but I find that a lot of youth, uh, they're, they're just not involved to that, to this level that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's wow. all I'm saying. You can have comments on, in regards to what I, I just said, if you'd like. But I, I'm just I'm surprised that with as powerful of a, of a young man that they're just not running in behind you and wanting to. So so how can we help or, or what are you doing to be able to help to reach? I think that was my original question, to be able to reach hey, that, that, that group of youth. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, sir. Hey, sir, look here. Yes? He's 38. I think he's 38. To the youth, quote you, well, to the youth, he's an old man, and so, uh, you, you know, he used to men, you, you know, to us look like he ought to, you know, but but, but actually, you know, he's where he need to, be. he's where he need to be. He's up here. Well, norm- normally, normally, you hear people saying forty and above uh, when when you start talking about that next level, but when you, right. when you're looking at people in their thirties. They look at yeah, as right. 30s as youth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 81. Now he was forty six and he said it was calling him OG. Remember that? And mm-hmm. I was explaining. Oh, I do, and that's why I and say you in the thirties they don't they don't talk like yeah. that in the thirties. But when you get into the forties, then they started calling you a senior citizen, which you're not. Yeah. People are living longer, Mr. Eric, and they're taking better care of themselves. And so, so we we say uh, old age is a state of mind. 
And and we have some young folk in their forties who have a state of mind of not being youthful. And then we have some eighty one year olds like Dr. Henry right. told you he's eighty one. <laughs> he's very youthful, very, very youthful. But comments from you, Mr. Eric, comments from you, it's your show. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, uh, thank you. Um, well, I am I am getting ready to be thirty eight, but I actually look like about twenty eight. So, see, so he's thirty seven, Miss Arthur. I'll be I'll be thirty eight. And you sound like you're in your twenties. And I look I look like I'm in my twenties. So I look okay. ten years young. Sure. So I don't look my yeah. Um, sure. Well, it's like, uh, but you know, so um. So I think I haven't done enough, if I'm being honest. We have a like we have a college here, um, and I haven't, you know, uh, I guess attempted to do any type of evangelism or anything like that. Most of my ministry is, you know, uh, is I partner with other churches and go with other churches and I minister there, mm-hmm. or I, I go online, I teach online, you know, whether it's through Zoom, Facebook, or things like that, and I, and I create. TikTok videos and different things like that. So that's different things. That's different outreach uh, things I've done, and uh, and what and that's outside of what we already do with the South Hub. So well, that's uh, that's how kids relate, right? They relate to that that uh, social media, right? <laughs> very 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 good. Hey Eric, I want. Hey Eric, Eric, look here. Yeah. One thing you have to, one thing you're gonna run into with your with your youthfulness and your youthful appearance is that. Being wise as you are, but looking younger than you do, a lot of times uh, your wisdom is not going to get the respect that it probably should. So you move forward, understand that's going to be kind of an adjustment you have to make. In other words, they not, you know, I mean, I see you wise, but you know, now he's too young to be that smart. So you have to deal with that. So at some point, at some point, you're going to come to the point you're going to say, well, okay, you know what? Uh, I can't, you know, I can't. I can't try to save everybody. I, I'm about to, you know, some things I have to just, have to just let go and just and just mm-hmm. learn from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can I share? Can know, I share this with oh, you? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Oh, whoever that was. Go no, ahead. I, uh, a lot of our future leaders are at the. What you said earlier, Dr. McKellar. A lot of yeah. our future black leaders are at, are at, are in the colleges. Yeah. I would I would I would advise him. To uh, for you know, I have I have a granddaughter over at Spelman. They have those programs that you mentioned, these speakers and everything. I have a granddaughter up at uh, up at uh, Dartmouth. Then I also have a daughter daughter up in Pittsburgh. If you want to, his growth and development, and our future leaders from the mm-hmm. black community going to be our current students in colleges. And and uh, so I would advise him if he wanted uh, to. I would advise him to. To make appearance at these college levels, uh, these groups at these college levels, because their way, they're thinking, they're creating things that those older folks are afraid to talk about, even don't know about. But they, our future needs them. And like my granddaughter there at uh, Pittsburgh, her, at her age, she finished from uh, Washington Lake with a bachelor's degree. She's 22 or something like that. The students at that program, she was shocked. A lot of them are students coming out of high school that want to go into ministry, want to go into missionary. And of course, it's called that church probably have a missionary, missionary program. But she she's middle aged. She, but the younger people out of high school that want to go into missionaries, so I would advise them to 
make appearance at these colleges, uh, and, and I'm talking about the Spelman, all those colleges, you're going to find out that the future black leaders think process are at these colleges and these Ph.D. programs. Okay, so that excellent. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Hagney. That's good stuff that you put out to uh, this young fellow. And let me ask you this question, Mr. Eric. Do you know the name of former Congressman John Lewis, who is now the late John Lewis? Do you know that Congressman? Did you know him? Um, not, not personally. No, I mean. Okay, right. But do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Yes, okay. He was 23 years of age when he started. I know you know Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so my point that I'm making, these were young people. People loved John Lewis at the age of 23. They loved Dr. Martin Luther King at the age of 30 and before. These were young men making progress in America, not just in the area where they live, in this whole United States of America. So you got the right message. Even as a young man, even though Mr. Mr. Arthur says, and, and I understand where he's coming from with that, but if you got the right message, people are going to pay attention. They're going to pay attention to what you have to say. And we paid attention to what Dr. Martin Luther King said, Malcolm X said. We paid attention to what uh, uh, John Lewis said. And these were young men, just younger than yourself, as a matter of fact. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Go ahead. Anybody else? Pastor Cooper, did you have something? Something else? Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Michael Todd? He's one of those guys, these older uh, young men that, that's making in, inroads with the young folks. What are your thoughts on Michael Todd? Michael Todd? Um, yeah. Michael Todd is an excellent communicator. He's, you know, he has a gift of communication, um, very good very good communication skills. And, uh, you know, I think I think that's in uh, in teachers. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing that stands out to me. His communication skills is just is is skill. I don't naturally have that. I don't naturally have those, those that particular like level of communication. But God is cultivating and building me up to be, uh, do more public speaking. So um, so so like I embrace opportunities like that because for me, I'm working my faith. I'm allowing God to mold me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but as what I admire. I hear him, I admire his communication skills and his and how he articulates the word. I mean, he um, he has a large platform for a reason. So, um, he draws, like he draws a lot of young because he yeah seems like a lot of young people and and older like I know he gets a lot of criticism as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, right. a certain level that, that comes with the territory. You're gonna get good and sure. bad. So. Sure. Yeah, sure. And and Dr. King got some, he got some, he was 25. He got his doctorate degree from Boston University at the age of 25. His doctorate degree. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so he started preaching yep. as a young man. But did we all not love him? Yes. All the way up to, up, up to today, right now, we still have that same love for him. So, all right. 
Well, any final comments? Uh, and we'd love for you to stick around. You don't have to leave. Uh, we, we're going to move on to the second half of our show. But it, it, it's an honor to have you here and, and the work at, at your young age. You've already written two books. That, that, that's amazing uh, what you have already done by the age of 37. And uh, and looks like you're, you're on the right pathway uh, you're on a mission, and I think that you're going to be a great uh, resource for the younger generation. Any final comments? Um, I, I just want to thank you guys, you guys for all your uh, support. Thank you for all your comments and all, and your wisdom. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely, you guys, you really got me thinking about the youth even more. So I'm going to definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Very, Very good. good. How, how do, how do Very we find good. your book, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Eric? How do we find your book? So you can find my book at it's on Amazon, and um, and it's also on my website, ericrosco.org. dot org. So you can find it on either one of those uh, those places. Okay. Good. And so, uh, Doctor Carr, would you share with uh, Mr. Eric about your book, please? The title and how he can find your book. The title of my work, which published in April of 2022, is Resurrecting the Black Mind. Uh, you can find uh, my book on Amazon.com. You can find it on West Bow Press, or you can go directly to my website, uh, Odell Carr Ministries, and you'll find the uh, work there accessible to you or anyone else. So I'm excited about you, uh, congratulate you, and looking forward to uh, a great future for you. I, I'm thinking as you were talking and we were questioning you, I was thinking about what the potential uh, differential in age was between uh, the Apostle Paul and Timothy. But there we have a beautiful dynamic of how the older preacher uh, grooms the younger minister so that as the sun sets on the older man, uh, there'll be someone ready for the battlefield. So I'm encouraged to hear that someone below 40 is doing such a work as you're doing, and uh, I'm praying for your success that you move forward. Thank you for the work that you've done, and we look forward to further work uh, coming from you. Now that that's pretty that's pretty perfect because I'm gonna tell you how perfect that is. Um, Jesus Christ was how old when he was, <laughs> said he must be about his father's business? How old Absolutely. was he, everybody? Okay, Absolutely. The, age, the age of twelve, Absolutely. he was already out there, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any any other any other final comments, uh, Pastor Cooper? You have any final comments? Uh, anything you want to say to this young gentleman? Yeah, just. Uh, Keep your head up. Uh, understand that uh, when you're doing this kind of work, it takes money. So take a look at that and education. Continue to educate yourself. Very, very good. Very good. good he didn't tell us about his educational background, but that's a great point for us to end with. And continue to educate uh, yourself. Uh, feel free to stick around, uh, Mr. Eric. Uh, we have, we go all the way to 10, 10 o'clock. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on around the world. We know that we're involved in two wars, and uh, America is is helping out in Ukraine and helping out in Israel. And uh, you got you have uh, three military personnel that's on with us tonight, Dr. Hagney, Mr. Arthur and myself, and um, so we understand war, 
but we want to talk a little bit about America, what's going on out there in Washington, D.C., and, uh, and what's going on in Austin, Texas, and what's going on, guys, here in Texas and, and the election. We know we got these propositions uh, that people, this is not a real uh, election that we're accustomed to, uh, and that is the elections where there's a president running or county commissioner or, or city council or a governor and all of that, but this election is as important uh, as well because it can affect our lives. And so uh, so let, let, let's start out first by talking about uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. with the Speaker of the House or the like thereof, I should say. Uh, Mr. Arthur, can we start with you and and tell us what what you know a little bit about what's going on? We know that we're try, still trying to find a speaker, and, and uh, we've had a third time around for uh, the most recent one, and now they're looking for somebody, anybody. Uh, I, I, I say, I'm going to send a note up there and tell them to, to uh, somebody nominate Liz Cheney. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead and kick us off, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead and kick us off. But there's a political, there's a political, there's a political action that goes: never disturb your enemy when you're in the process. So, so what you have that Republican Party that basically put themselves to a cul-de-sac, and the Democrats didn't save them. Thank goodness they didn't go and vote for you know homeboy. So now, but now they have to deal with themselves. You know, and, and and that just show you how 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 messed up they and, and now you know and now everybody can see the craziness you know that they have presented to themselves. Now they can't they 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 got uh, you know now they have they got crazy people uh, caught in death. That's what happened when a bunch of crooked people. Get. So mm. uh, you know they can't you know they can't do, you know do nothing for the wars. You know they they, they hey y'all here get, get our money. But uh, so far, they haven't been able to do it. So uh, if, if they'll probably have to, if they can't do it, then they're going to have to type of Democratic Party and the Hakeem Jefferson. So, uh, hey, just stay tuned. Right. Very good. Yes. So, um, right. So, so Hakeem Jeffries and, and his party, and he's the leader of the Democratic Party, and every time there's a vote, he gets more votes uh, and more votes than anybody. And, uh, and of course, there you go. And what, I mean, ama- it's amazing uh, what's going on. But what's really amazing, I'm going to tell you what is really amazing for me, is to see uh, people like um, the two that was helping, uh, trying to help Donald Trump, who give him over some some votes. Votes are earned. They're not given, right? They're earned. Now, these are former prosecutors, Sidney Powell. These are Cheeseboro. These are, these are attorneys. These are well-educated people who went, how can you be so engrossed into anybody, any wrongdoing like that, that you're going to put your life, your livelihood, on the line for somebody else. How are you going to do that? Can somebody help me with that? They was doing it for White Tower. They was doing it for White Tower. It's White Tower thing. 
That's why we can't. That's why you can't understand. It's a white power thing. They're doing it for the white power. <laughs> Trump said, "It's the last time. If y'all want y'all America back, you better back me. Your last chance." And he was talking to that old generation that we grew up with. Sure, you know who he was talking to. And so, yes, sir. It, it, just like when the white women decide they vote, you know, they, they, you know, when it came time to vote this past election, you know, they didn't vote with us, you know. So I'm saying, so they got a whole thing they got going on within the white community. They having a fight over there. And so, you know, and more of them need to speak out. Yeah, more of them you know, the, the, the house so far. So anyway, but, but now that's why people like them, Cheeseburger and all them, uh, you know, all them crazy. That's why they do it. Because, I mean, like, it was a bunch of crazy people took over Nazi Germany. It was people just like that. People like that. A whole bunch mm-hmm. of them. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this is what it is. So then, Mr. Arthur and everybody else, do you, so how much of a threat then are these two? Because now they're finally uh, learning that they're going to have to save them, CYA, in other words. They're going to have to save themselves from this untoward generation, which happens to be all about, <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to take a deep breath when I listen to all the things that are going on. When will it stop? What are we going to do? What will we as regular uh, citizens out here in the community? Go ahead. I think that was Patrick Cooper. Well, yeah. No, this is Hagney. Uh, you know, That's we were Dr. talking Hagney. about what we're going to start here and really the whole whole system going to have to be uh, uh, replaced uh, because it's, it's, it, you know when you when we be honest with us uh, and see what's going on and wonder how we got here uh, you know it, it, America got there and so I was what we're going down here and um, our counties we're going to start having meetings of all elected uh, black officials in the county. Because this whole system is going to be built up from the county commissioners, the mayors, all the way back up, and also mm-hmm. we're going to be we're going to we got to understand people we elect, and so we yes, have sir. a whole lot of people from Washington D.C. all the way down to Austin that that really should have never been elected. But but <laughs> but, but, but beyond beyond that, to fix to answer your question, it's going to be long term. It's nothing going to happen overnight, uh, next couple of years, even the next eight years, because some decision, some part is made to run some people. So it's another eight years before we really see significant change. But in that meantime, what we need to do is start at the county level, at the city level. And yes, another sir. thing about that, you know, in these cities, we don't realize, well, we need to know all these other committees that's inside a city. You know, Doc, you can relate to this. Beautification mm-hmm. Committee, Historical Commission. Yes, sir. We need yes. to look at a, see, our data is wrong. We need to look and see how many blacks represent Dallas on the Beautification Committee, on all these these smaller committees never, no one ever know about. The uh, mm-hmm. county governments mm-hmm. where all this money is, where all this money is being wasted, millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. being wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID and the, uh, the opioid funds. You know, mm-hmm. these going to get something like $14 billion on eight, 18 months. But they're spending that money on vehicles, guns, but the people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. suffer Texas from open, not, not even saying. So we're going to rebuild this from the, grad, from the ground up. Whatever amount of time it's going to take, it's going to be worth it. Doc, I got a new name for you, Doc. Doc, I got a new name for you. Rap Doc Hackney. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well see, I, I said that a long time. I said three years ago they would give me part of that money like COVID. Well, just for the area in Texas. If they if, yeah. if, if, if they're giving us the amount of they could have given us a million dollars in Texas, we could have we could have moved a whole lot of vaccines in it, but they didn't do that. See, that's another thing. It's been it's so much money being wasted in these United States now. Yes, um, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, it yes. it, 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 it would buy, it would be mind boggling for people to recognize how many billions of dollars has been wasted in different positions and and nobody has followed the money. When someone talks about mm-hmm. we can monitor and know where money being spent, America can't do that. They're fooling you that. Right. And, and COVID fund, rescue fund, all those millions of dollars, they can't even track the, that money where it went to. So, uh, so it's, 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 I scare you. We're, it's going to be eight to ten years before we even see sunlight out of this. Hmm. Of course, we got it. See, another thing, another thing about what happened, we have moved away from God. I'm gonna, I, need, I need to go and plant this in there. You know, we 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 used to we don't people yeah, they never miss they, they never mention Jesus. They you know oh, that's gonna be the answer. That's gonna be the shortcut. <laughs> they don't even talk about when these guys go to church. They, you 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 know a long time ago they used to say, oh this person went to church. They went to this church or whatever like that. Have you when last time you seen on national news following in on these people to any church? These guys they they want to be up here uh, speakers. What church they go to? Yeah. Have they ever followed somebody to church and say he goes to this X Y B church? <laughs> they don't. They don't even mention it. It's, true. Not, true. it's not even he mentioned. So how do you expect us to solve this problem? If they're afraid to mention Jesus. They don't even talk about church. They don't even talk about the God. You know, no, if they go to any church, they make. The- they make their laws to go to church. They make it. Look at their churches down at the Capitol. That's where their church is. That's where they go to make all that. <laughs> well, but when, but when, when somebody ran, when somebody went into the Capitol on January sixth, yeah. when January sixth, when they that's why those people went in that in that church on January sixth. And then how many <laughs> how many months it took us to find out who went in there? You know, if yeah. they were all our color, we wouldn't have got out of the building, out of that church. That's true. That's true. So, but and so, so that was a, that was illustration then that we, what was going to happen now with the speakers. If you have somebody come in your White House, you know, you're supposed to have the FBI, CIA, all the security we're supposed to have, and the military. You go in there and do what you did, and you get out of there, and nobody knows, and you got to, you don't even have to identify they were there. But mm-hmm. that was that was our answer right then. What happened then is what we're experiencing now. Mm. Because of mm-hmm. that, that's why this is happening. If now. you can just, ex- just explain to our viewers. Okay. <laughs> well, Dr. Hagney, I'm sorry. great point. Great points that you made there. But I, I say this all the time. I think at the onset you were talking about how people are not involved. People, you were talking about the various uh, committees. Yes. And we don't show up. We don't show up at these meetings. We don't show up at county commissioners meeting on Tuesday. We don't show up at the city council meetings on the second and fourth. And we don't show up on, mm-hmm. on uh, at Tyler independent school district meetings. If mm-hmm. we don't show mm-hmm. up, we don't know. Uh, when, when I say we, I'm talking about people as a whole. And so mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on. And so they, that's right. how they can slip things through. And that's how they can mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do with the money because nobody, there's not enough people watching what is really yep. going on. The citizens are staying at home. 
Uh, they yep. don't know the the kitchen table issues that are on the ballots. You know, they may know yeah. what issues that they're experiencing in their own personal homes, but we got to know what's going to affect the entire community, not just our own homes, but all of our what? homes. Hey, hey sure, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of what you're okay. talking about. Okay, let me, let me hear you. Okay. You're, I'm going to deal with issue here in uh, Lancaster. Now, uh, you know, okay. during COVID, you know, you know, nothing happens, right? You know, I may notice nothing. But anyway, now COVID's over and everything's back open. Every now and then when I go walking, I know, I don't, I mean, I hear these gunshots, right? And so, and, and it really just, and in here lately, it hasn't gotten worse. And I started talking to people on the trail. You know, okay, keep in mind, this is a walking park. We've got a kid park over here. Kids play uh, in a mirror football or uh, whatever over here. And there's a and there's a gun range okay. where when they shoot, you hear gunshots in the, in the in the background, it's kind of like it's kind of like you can you know like you conditioning me even though my community ain't like that. These kids mm-hmm. in the park, gunshot. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be should be so. That's right. I'm gonna go yeah. and talk to them about it. Don't do about that. Y'all gonna put a sound barrier? What y'all gonna do? Cause that's that's. I mean, I, you know, I'm walking. You know, I'm thinking about God's life and all like that, and all of a sudden I hear gunshots. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. going, boy, sure. put a up and fall on my head over here. So I'm just saying. Okay, there you, just, you go. It messed up my atmosphere. So I'm just saying that uh, when you see something like that in your community, and if it, and if it bugs you, you know, you need to go do something about it. You know, because everybody yep. I talk to them didn't like it either. They you're scaring their dog or whatever. And say, I won't get mm-hmm. bit by no dog if you hear a gunshot. Nothing like that. Well, so when, you see, when you see something, say something. And I'm glad, Miss Arthur, that you're saying, I need to go see something. I need to go see about yep. this because this is not the yep. norm. And 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 if you that's got war good. you got war veterans that's listening to gunshots, yeah. that's um, not a good yeah, thing not, for us. That's not yeah, a good thing. Like yeah, not, not good. I, I think I heard. Did I hear that Mr. Eric is still on with us? Mr. Eric, are you there? I thought I heard his voice. Maybe go ahead. But um, we're we're in some serious and very very serious times. And it, it just appears that, that and, and then we'll talk about this, but they say, oh, it's unpresidential to send a president uh, to prison or to jail. Well, it's unpresidential for a pres- <laughs> former president to do what this, this fellow is doing, would you say? So we have to deal with an unpre- <laughs> unpresidential situation presidentially. And say, mm-hmm. you know what, we can't have this to happen in America. Listen, this fellow has been warned to be quiet on certain issues, and he's still badgering <laughs> elected <Yes>. officials. <laughs> he's badgering people of color. Yes. This is that's a white privilege thing. That's a white privilege thing that he's doing. Yes, yes, sir. And then they find, did they collect that $5,000 that, that they just, she just fined him $5,000 because he was talking about her clerk, the black female yeah. clerk? Yeah, they're never collected. They're never collected. Never. Never. That's never. going to jail. There's a warning. Exactly. <laughs> and see, he's, he's going to continue to do this, guys, because he wants it to look like that these people are picking on him. Well, he's de- mm-hmm. subverting he's the United up. States of America. He's going to get locked up, and he should have been locked up. But he's going to get locked, locked up. up. Yeah, yes, he I think been. you're right. 
He's going to get locked up. He ain't going to have to get locked up. I think that New York judge is going to lock him up. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a citizen's arrest. Uh, there you go. There you go. You, you, you're qualified. You're qualified to do that. You're qualified to do that. What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts, uh, Dr. Carr? What are your thoughts in regards to this? Well, I'll tell you, it's hard not to think that this personality, who has not been put behind bars yet, it's hard to figure out why. Not. I mean, yes, if you sir. take any yes. person on this call, including myself, extended to all yes. of you, had we yes. done an ounce of oh my what goodness. he has oh my been proven to have done, we wouldn't be comfortably talking on this phone tonight. We'd be there somewhere in a, in a cell trying to communicate exactly. with our attorney and our family to get out of jail. So, you there know, you the, I think the eyes of the world are watching and I certainly do hope that the outcome points to justice in the United States. And this is a big issue. And I'm just so hopeful that uh, the end product will raise consciousness of the country and also convince other countries around us that we believe that if you do the crime, you pay the time. That's that's yes, in sir. our system. Yes, so it ought to be a reality even in this case, in my opinion. Absolutely. Beautifully. So well said. Well so then what do you so do you see then that with Cheesebro and Sidney Powell uh that this is gonna really bring uh Trump down? Um because these are some top drawer people that uh that's gonna that's blowing that whistle, right? Because they're yes. trying to save themselves. They're trying to <laughs> save fit, themselves. Yeah, fifty pound more than cheese. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, fifty pound more than cheese, Because she was in. I mean, she was in like she was like up in there doing, you know, doing the whole thing. The cheese girl, he set up the. Yeah. He wanted to set up fake electric scheme, but right, the, right. but her, she was there for all of the community. She was she was carrying out things, yeah. She was yeah, she, she, she was finished. really carrying out things. And, and see, they gave her they gave her all her six so they gave her misdemeanors. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the all his he got one felony, the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. stuff because at her his stuff was worse, you know, not worth as much. So basically, and so they folks going forward. I know. Look, if I was one of those uh, fake elected people, I think I'd be I think I'd be camped out on a da dope. Hey, uh, excuse <laughs> me. Well, yeah. well I, I think she she got what six years probation. Uh, Sydney Powell. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Right, a fine and, no, and no, years of probation. Yes. And how much was the mm-hmm. fine? I want to say okay. I, I'm hearing that I, I think maybe nine thousand dollars, maybe. Nine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I heard a number okay. somewhere. I'm not sure what it was. Right. 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 <laughs> I got but they like already received. What was that? Yeah, I'm just saying that they're already receiving, you know, uh, six years probation, fines. And stuff. I mean, and here it is, Donald Trump's been indicted 500 times, and nothing. Okay. We, we don't have nothing. any fines. We don't have any probation. There you go. There you go. No anchor nothing. bracelets. Uh, nothing. No, nothing. There you go. Yeah, right. There you go. There, no, there you go. Absolutely. And, and, and we, we wonder why people – 
Okay, so I have this is my next question. Okay, but but you wonder why people don't are losing their faith in our legal system, right? Mm-hmm. But more importantly, mm-hmm. do you see that they're losing the faith at the very top, the the Supreme Court system? They're losing faith in that as well. Well, so they, unless they, something they, happens, go ahead, go ahead. So they okay. that. They don't, deserve, they don't deserve no faith. You know, you got you, you got Leno Leo and Heritage Foundation now set up a. You know, if they did this, if they did this, in, 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 in you know, in college football back in the day, it'd be called they give them a death penalty, right? They mm. clean them all up. You know, they mm. give them, they they meet with people, fundraising with folks. Got this whole system with all these fake uh, shell five one three C's. You know, AstroTurf companies doing all this stuff, and, and then they got over a billion dollars to work with. I mean, come on now, you know that's you know. So anyway, the little Leo, he's under investigation. Uh, they're still trying to, you know, see what they can do with Clarence and them. But uh, you know, but that situation is being investigated by the FBI because that, that, right. that's illegal. Right, they have right, that. right. No, but, well, but, well, but they, remember, they, they, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. These folks set up a, set up one of those companies. And that's how we lost okay. our sections of the Voting Rights Act. These people okay, here. What about the Senate over there? I'll be right back. What about the Senate over there in Maryland? What's what's going on with him? What's it was the, the, the Senate? Senate. The Senate. No. I think his name is Hoban, Maryland. All the trouble he's in. Senate. In Maryland. Oh, are you are you sure you're not talking about Mendez? California cops? You talking about No, no, he's over in, he's over in Maryland. It was uh, all the money they found with him and, and no, stuff that's, he's supposed to be doing. With him. No, Mendez. 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 Yeah. He's, call, he's he, yeah, he's not he's not Maryland. Where is he? New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. they get they yeah they get ready to. And this is the second time. In. Oh, this is the second time. Remember, he started the last yep, time. Yeah, yeah. Get hung jury. So, so evidently, him and his wife got sticky fingers. Got what? Sticky fingers. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they serious. They, they serious. I'm serious. I mean, how are you going to do this a second? You got away the first time, and you're going to turn around and do it a second time. And he said, uh, well, because of, he said, I, I got to have money ready to go just in case my people, uh, my people uh, in, in the other parts of the country where he comes from, just in case they need some money, I got to have plenty of it on hand. You know, I thought about that brother in Louisiana with that money in the refrigerator. Yes, I, I do. We do remember that quite well. He wanted his money cool. He wanted his money cool. He wanted to keep it. He wanted to cool it down. That hot, <laughs> that hot cash. He wanted to cool it down. <laughs> cool it down. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, mercy. Cool it well, it seems that these people can do whatever they so choose, and seem to get. I'm talking about some of these elected officials in these high places get away with things and do whatever yeah, they want. You know, speaking of that. That's why Dr. Go, go ahead. I spoke about Speaker of the House, the one that tried to get rid of uh, Ken uh, uh, Paxton, 
And uh, I actually thanked him. I mean, because this is a guy that about a year and a half ago, we were out protesting and asking him to do the right thing. And uh, he answered us that weekend, and people started hating on him. And uh, Lieutenant uh, Dan is making it his mission to get rid of him, you know, even if he has a lie on him. So, so right now, the Republican Party is in two different parties right now. You have the, your, your normal conservative folks, and then you have right. those Trumpsters that's just doing and saying any old thing. And so they're, yep. they're divided. I mean, and, and, that, and I think yes, that's a good are. thing. They're divided. Yes. And so I thank well, yes, the Speaker of the House. I, I thank him for this job that he's done. Well, until they make, until they start doing the right thing, Mike, me and they all the same, all up the same. Because <laughs> you say not saying nothing, while well, all that craziness going on, you know, there was, you, you know, there were good people at the, at the Holocaust. You know, they didn't say nothing either. Right. And so I'm getting, mm, yeah. that's the well, the, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, he, he said something. He's the one who tried to out uh, Ken Paxton, and, and he got the closest with impeachment, but now he's been berated by Dan Paxton. I think mean, Dan, uh, um, what, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, are you lieutenant? Uh, yeah, yeah, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. And right now he's been berated by him. Matter of fact, there was a guy, Michael P. Williams, which I wasn't a fan of. He's uh, African-American uh, that was, with the Republican Party, and he was mm-hmm. railroad commissioner. And then uh, before, before that, I, I think after that, he became education. There's something to do with education. And uh, Dan Patrick berated him on, on the House floor, and that's when he retired and said, I don't need to do this. I need to take this abuse mm-hmm. because he stood mm-hmm. for the right thing on some subjects and things right. like that and kind of disappeared. Well, I mean, that's what happened. So we have to reach across the aisle and take advantage of those opportunities. And I did. I reached across the aisle, and I let him know that uh, I see his work. Uh, it's not about a party. We said that when we protested here in Beaumont at Dr. Martin Luther King Park, we said in Austin when we protested, and we asked the speaker and we asked the governor to do the right thing, to not represent a party but to represent the people in which we elected them to uh, uphold and the Constitution. And uh, he's done that, and uh, his office is, is in jeopardy. And he's in an area right now where the votes are rigged to the point where it looks like we call it a, 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 a skating uh, shoe uh, because you have, like, four different wheels in areas that they just drew uh, to make sure it's a Republican that's representing. And now, of course, we have the same thing over here in Jefferson County and District mm-hmm. 22. So, so it's the same thing. But uh, if we're going to have someone in that in that in that uh, situation being the speaker house, we need to have someone who's not afraid to call truth, truth, and lies, lies. And he's that guy. That's right. So I appreciate that's it. That's right. Yeah. And and, and now that uh, Pastor Cooper, I believe there's another case that's pending out there on him, isn't it? It's a security yeah. case that has not uh, been brought forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's not going away. Uh, uh, that, uh, listen, I encouraged him. He said uh, he's weak, he's tired. Uh, uh, this is uh, Dave Phelan, uh, our representative. In this. As a matter of fact, he's absolutely not representative. They drew me in. I think they did that on purpose. Okay. They drew me in to make sure uh-huh. that I would not get elected. I am probably mm-hmm. only right. Democrat in, in that group. And they drew me in right. there. He's my representative and this happened to be the Speaker of the House. But at the same sure. time, when he, his, his enemy is my enemy, he's my frenemy. And, and we're yeah, fighting the same fight. And I told mm-hmm. him to call me. And he, so he has me on speed dial. And he's going to Peter Lyons. Sure, the Peter Lyons, the guy that, you know, the one to do our lawsuits, the, the voter lawsuits mm-hmm. and so forth. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and they went over this list about the, the, the Democrats just by black votes uh, uh, being, uh, I mean, the issue strong. Uh, for black folks, the Democrats can gain up to about 11 seats. Now, and this not counting Texas. Texas might not happen because they said so many people in it. But anyway, when they do do Texas fairly, they say Texas Texas got to pick up on four to six seats. But yeah, Michael, you say you be, they they drew you out of stuff. They drew, I mean, they drew a whole they did a whole bunch of corporations. They hiding about oh, four, yeah. four to six yeah. seats. Oh, I'm telling you, when I tell you, uh, brother, Austin, they drew. I mean, it's like I'm the shoelace on the skate boot. I mean, they <laughs> reached right in there and, and took my address out of all the other addresses. You have, you have <laughs> well, you were you were a threat to them. That's why. Yeah, that, this, <laughs> that happened four years ago, y'all. I'm telling you, that's when we were the most threat. But how can they? they how can they forget the almost? Seven foot uh, cowboy that has a golden tongue that travel all over Texas. How are they gonna forget him? They're never gonna forget him. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, he said he didn't. Uh huh. Yeah, so they mess up a lot of fun. But we got the yeah, power, y'all. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the power, and they know it. And they know it. They know and it. That's what I'm they saying. Know they, they know. They never forget your silver tongue. I tell you, they never will. Well, nope. you know, it ain't did, over. What, what they say? It ain't over. It's not, not, not over until it's, it's over. It's not over until it's over. Hey, Coop, I tell folks all the time, I say, uh, we made them, we, we made a coalition of black Democrats to uh, endorse black people. Now imagine that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that. That's right. <laughs> got scared. Our own folks got scared. Say, wait a minute, hold on. At some point, we're going to have to start endorsing black people, not just people that give us money. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, because that ain't where we started, was it? Yeah, but that's where we No, ended. no, no, no. I, I was looking mm-hmm. in the room, I'm going like, wait a minute, hold on, somebody outbid me? What, what's going on? Oh, yeah, oh, you get outbid. Yeah. But I thought I was at the coalition of, no, 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 I won't say the whole name. But they're supposed to support us. But yet, we, we support, we're going with the high bidder. I said, well, just tell me how much I have to give because, I want to at least yeah. I'll give at this lo- location and, and get my recognition. <laughs> Let me know. I didn't oh know this was bidding war. I, I would have walked okay. in with I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a novice. There you go. I was a novice. Yeah. Hey, 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 we was going. We, we was going. We didn't get our 40 acres, and now we got to deal with you. Exactly. <laughs> 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 well, you know what else? We're, we're, we're back oh, at that, guys. Oh, that, Go ahead. Let me mention something since you mentioned the 40 acres. Yes, sir. There's a, uh, you know, uh, the agriculture department, is. Uh, there's, there are some programs. They're awarding money to uh, black farmers. And uh, mm-hmm. one, one of them for the, the uh, drought situation. There's another one. There are two programs that they're old, black history. Uh, if you have if you have any kind of documentation that even your grandparents were uh were with mistreated in the agriculture department, they're paying for that. But the big deal, people need to look in agriculture. We only only two percent of the black farmers farmers in America are black now. Do we That's talk right. about and, and, let, we, and let me give know, can we, I give you give I'm, the I'm, information ahead, I'm sorry, Dr. Hagnick? 
No, no, okay. I want go go right ahead. But I want I'm pulling up my I filed last week, by the way, and so I Perfect. wanted to pull up the information. And, uh, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. That's actually go ahead. what we want to do. Uh, we um, we want to get flyers out to all our black church hubs that they will announce that you just begin to show announce in the black churches because there we that's where that's where a lot of our farmers are. So if that information we can get all to our church hubs and ask them to announce it in the church for all the black uh, uh, farmers and landowners in there. Uh, this is really quick. I think there might be a deadline. Is there a deadline in that? Well, now, I, I need let, that let me just share the one the ones who the ones who formed, like you mentioned, our ancestors long ago. There is no deadline mm-hmm. on that because we've been working. I'm okay. a member of the Black Farmers Association of America, and we've been working at okay. that one a long time. Now, she told okay. me uh, the names of the people that that for those that formed along, like maybe I was not even born, right? When my grandfather mm-hmm. went to the two banks the Lindale right. State Bank and the Chandler mm-hmm. State Bank and applied for mm-hmm. that USDA loan money. And they were told mm-hmm. that there was no more money, which there was plenty of it, and but all the mm-hmm. money was given to the Caucasian uh, farmers. Mm-hmm. And we all know uh, that there's more of our ancestors who were farmers than any other mm-hmm. ethnic group in the nation. Mm-hmm. But however, mm-hmm. when the pick when the Pixfoot uh, suit came through, that money was disseminated to the Hispanic farmers. Okay, Once again, right. there's no other ethnic group in America that has the mm-hmm. largest population of farmers well, than African Americans. Right. Right. Thank you. 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 Could we at least get some reparations for our sharecropper ships where we're, where we weren't allowed to even go get no land? It? I mean, and my, and, my, and my grandfather was not a sharecropper. He bought no, the purchase. And, oh, no, I'm, I'm just about, saying. I'm just saying. I know you're talking about you. And But I'm, what okay. I'm saying is that this is a man who bought every acre that we owned. With his own money, and so, uh, but yeah, I I agree that people should be paid. Period, and I and that's what I said to the attorneys that I was talking to this past week about this. And I said, it's a crime shame. Yes, there's monies out there now, and that money, uh, there's two sets of money as, as Dr. Hagney mentioned. One is for the present farmers, and there's a very few two percent. Very few, and then there's money for those long time ago that may not even still be living, like my mm-hmm. my parents and my grandparents. So that's my a grandfather. different section, and all of that. There you go. Everybody on this phone, on this on this call, right. to include probably mm-hmm. Dr. Carr in his area. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Hey, sure, you know what? Hey, give me an idea. Okay, yeah. maybe I can go. I'll okay. tell you about like my I'll create Africa, Texas down at my center. Correct. I, Correct. I, 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 Research on that because we probably own some property down there at one point. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We still own the property. The problem is they took most of the 200 acres in the domain, so they put Section yes. 8 housing up in yes. the north end because they didn't want them in the west end. And so they gave them a, a penny an acre. And if you go to court and try to fight or sue the city, you would lose and you lose your your land and you they take it for free. They, they wouldn't, you wouldn't That's it. Penny. 
Then you can go to the website, and it's info, I-N-F-O, at 22007, apply, A-P-P-L-Y, dot gov, if you want to do it online yourself. Or you can go to farmers.gov. Okay, and that's what the and it's a, it's a, it's a, I think you want the 40 acres and I'm using I mean the 40 acres. Well, no, I, I just use that because you sharecropped. That's for for you losing your land or you sharecropping and no, you got nothing back from it. You lost everything that you had. Oh, it's not okay, going to so say can... 40. It's not going to say anything about 40 acres in the mule. I said that because that's what you were just talking about. So, but okay. that you applying for for on behalf of your ancestors that may not still be here. That's what all this information is about. The other program that Dr. Hagney started out mentioning, we don't qualify for that program. Go ahead. That person thread, could you put that in thread? Could you put that in thread? And I, I can. I can. Yeah. I sure can. Yeah, this first page said experience discrimination prior to January 1st, 2021 by the USDA and its farm lending programs. So that's a that's current it. issue. Cooper's already pulled it up. That's it. That's oh, absolutely. Right. I'm a student of mm-hmm. all that we do. So I, I, I did mine last week. Because I, yeah. I, actually, I actually saw it on social media. Uh, and then I called them. Well, I filled out the paperwork, and then I called them. Or no, they called me. They called me almost before I almost, I clicked the button. And it wasn't 10 minutes later they called me. And so they said, well, you don't qualify for this program, but let me tell you the one that you do qualify for when I told them the story. And that's this is the information that they gave to me. Wow. So mm. a lot, and, and Dr. Hackney mentioned something very, very powerful. If every one of us looked on our birth certificates and it says, what was your father's occupation? It didn't mention that he owned a restaurant and he owned this and that. It says he's a farmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. And I guarantee you probably most all of our, our birth certificates will say the same thing about our, our father. However, we have very few people who uh, look like us of color that are farming now. Farming right. is a very, very wealthy career and position. Well, I, you should see. My go church, we're still farming. We do community farms and looking to buy more yeah. land to, to expand. Right. right. Yep. Guess it is. But I'm talking about my, my family owns probably uh, uh, Pastor Cooper probably almost 2,000 <laughs> acres of land yeah. here in East Texas. Yeah, we had I, grew up on, I grew up on 500 yeah. acres. I roamed around every day as a youngster growing up on 500 acres of land. Yeah. Four, mm-hmm. to be we exact, had all that stuff before I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Been there, done that, got T-shirts. Yeah, you go. Hey, uh, we that's also had something about uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. What was that all about? I didn't well, let's end on that. That's it. We got 10 more minutes. It's 9.58 p.m. in the evening time. And we know that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is running for mayor of the city of Houston, Texas. And um, mm-hmm. this probably won't uh, affect her one bit. We understand that. That um, I, 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 
this I, I can tell you, and this is my sorority sister, so I, I tipped that, and we're friends. And so, but it was it was shocking. I don't know if that's her voice or not. That's why I was saying, and I'll share this with you guys, and then you can jump in. I was saying to a, a group tonight in a meeting, I said, we were talking about all these phone calls we get, all these spam calls. I said, I don't answer not one of them. Because the next thing you know is that they pick up your voice and then they Mm -hmm. use your voice somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And you know that happens, right? So I don't know if that was uh, Congresswoman's voice or not, but we we read the articles that she was throwing these bums to people that work for her and that in the whole time that she's been there, she's gone through a lot of uh, staff there, so... uh, I'll turn it over to you guys. Go for it. <laughs> Either one of you want to start. Uh, Dr. Dr. Carr, do you know uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Congresswoman? Yes, I've been following her career for many years go. now. And uh, yes, she is an outstanding uh, politician, uh, yes, beautiful personality among black people. I did not yes, know sir. that she was uh, aspiring for the position that you just outlined, however, so I'll have to get caught yes, up sir. to speed on that because I wasn't aware yes, of that. She is running well, for the, the mayor. She will be the, she win that election, and I believe that she will. She will be the very first black sure, female. You know, we had one. one go ahead, Pat. Well, what's the controversy? She was talking about the controversy. What was the controversy? Which was? Well, there was really, well she, she was mind. having a dialogue with her Open. Just remember this, and I tell people this all the time. Mics are always a, hot. Just like they're always hot. Just consider them as always being on. That was, and be prof- very careful fanat- when you're speaking. Go ahead. And there was Go a profanity. There was profanity. Profan- right. Uh-huh. Right. And, well, they uh, said almost all of it was profanity. So if you had listened to it, it was bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing you could get. And, and she was supposedly upset about her staff. So, Correct. you know, and now I know people that have, I know political people that have staff. I, I, I'm actually proud for a lot of them because I have seen people, uh, uh, you know, that's why the turnover be so high all the time. I guess because exactly. of high political, whatever. But I've seen some mistreated staff. Yeah, I mean, they sit there and take it, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, but, but hey, I'm just saying, yes, I'm not surprised that uh, that, that happened, but I'm surprised that it was uh, caught on the tape. Did they tape on purpose or it just got caught? I, I, I don't know uh, how, how you would look at that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I just know that um, um, it says Sheila Jackson Lee's campaign chair assaulted, and then it says Sheila Jackson Lee curses out staff in leaked audio recording, and it says Sheila Jackson Lee allegedly berates Stafford doing explicit uh, triage in an unverified, unverified audio recording. That's why I said mm-hmm. what I said at the onset is that when all these, I don't answer all of these uh, spam calls that come, and I probably get 10, 15 every single day, but they're not going to mm-hmm. get pick up my voice and put it somewhere else. So it said it was unverified 
idea of recording. Mm. But also, Mr. Arthur, in regards to that, uh, it's very pricey, as everybody knows, to live in Washington, D.C. And sometimes these youth don't make enough money in order to live in that setting. Sometimes they, that's why Louis Gomer used to sleep in his office. No, nah, he's just cheap. There you go. There you go. He was cheap, he was cheap because of, of the price, the price to live in. Uh, yeah, hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. You can't tell me you can't find no, no, he's just cheap. No, I don't hear about no. Oh, I agree, <laughs> I, I agree with you one. I agree with you one hundred percent. But I'm mm-hmm. saying that it, um, what the point I'm making it is very pricey to live in Washington D.C. We all know that. We visited yeah. Washington D.C. many was times. We pay a grip of money in hotels. We pay a grip of money to eat yeah. and get around Travel, Washington D.C. Yeah, there you go. Very pricey to live there. Yeah. And then travel because you, to get a, a reasonable price uh, room and board, you travel another 40, 50 minutes just to get back to where you need to go and time. Here's why you're You don't pay that out of your pocket. If you're doing, if you're doing, if you're doing government business, you don't, you don't pay that out of your pocket. No, oh, I'm so talking about plan, these young, talking about these young people okay. that work and live oh. there every single oh, day. You do pay out of your pocket. They, oh, they yeah, get no, a salary and they pay out of their pocket. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that. That's their heart. No, no, no. They uh, they live in Maryland, so that's another thirty minutes that's right. without traffic. That's right, me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's that's a hike. Uh, you so can't you so can't afford listen, to live So listen to this exactly. Texas Monthly says Houston is young and dynamic. Its next leader won't be. See, Uh-oh. we got to be careful. We got to we got to be careful with that age discrimination, right? Right. Right. You can't. Well, you, you know, can't, you can get in 30, serious trouble. After thirty-four years, all of a sudden, we have this. They're talking about, Congress, about the Congresswoman Sheila Jackson yeah. Lee. That's who they're talking yeah. about. That, that's because they're, they're, talk, they're talking you know? about. Let me tell you who they're talking about. They're talking about John Whitmire, and he's a state yeah. senator, and Congresswoman right. Sheila Jackson Lee, who is mm-hmm. is probably going to win that mayorship. Right, mm-hmm. and they know, and they're trying to skew the numbers right now because they got That's too it. close. They, they neck it. neck, close the gap, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the the powers to be, the media. Uh, I, I'm along with Trump on that. I, I don't like the media when it comes to that kind of stuff because they're well, trying to skew the numbers. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What do you say? I don't be along with Trump on nothing. You're along with you're along with yourself. You believe, yeah, you yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said it's terrible. I said it's terrible, but uh, yeah. it, it, anyway, but not because they're out there. They're saying, well, you know, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson is a polarized figure, and she's going to have more vote against her because of her polarization of her figure than those right. that vote for her. You know, th- those are the headlines that's going to the newspaper because yeah. They're, yeah. they're upset that they're losing the power of the Houstonians. Mm-hmm. They even tell mm-hmm. them to go back. They, listen, this brother, I'll stir you up again, hopefully. Uh, they told her to go back to where she came from. You know, she's from Queens. 
Now, you know right. what they meant. Go back to where you go. Yes, yes. Because they don't want yes. you to take over your, your, their little yes. country. Yes. You know, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There's only been one woman, right? And that was, what, what, I can't remember her name. I can see her picture. I can see her face. Catherine Whitmire. Catherine Whitmire. Catherine Whitmire. That's right. Catherine Whitmire. Catherine Whitmire. Yeah. 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 That's that's it. That's exactly what her name was. So, and since they talked about, they said that that what nearly a quarter of the population in Houston is younger than eighteen. Right. Well, you know, uh, Drake just moved there and purchased a ranch. Did he really know? I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, matter of fact, 50 cents in Missouri City, it is a growing area. It is the new Hollywood, uh, uh, rapidly growing. Matter of fact, Tizzo is yeah. a rapper that's featured on his new uh, album called Dogs or whatever it is, and uh, he's featured in Beaumont. I mean, he's driving back and forth from Houston to Beaumont. He's taking time off. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. so it's really power uh, area. It's an area to watch. I'm telling you, the next 10 years, watch it. But let's oh, listen to this before we get ready. It's 10 o'clock right now, and this says, it didn't have to be this way. After Whitmire declared his candidacy in 2021, the next to announce was 37-year-old Chris Hollins. We're all friends with Chris, a liberal Democrat who innovatively administered the 2020 presidential election in Harris County. And we know the great work that he did. But And then it says, he was soon joined by former Houston City Councilwoman Amanda Edwards, my sorority sister, a 41-year-old Democrat and rising star. Both Hollis and Edwards hope to win Houston's key black vote, which usually makes up around 30%. Okay, we got to go. We got to go. So, okay. Ms. Right. come on in. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Enjoy, you guys. It, 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 we you. run out when, when we have so much to talk about, so we look forward to next week. All right? <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll find information on, online. Good night. Have a good night. Good, good night. night. Yeah. Good night. Enjoy it. all yours, Miss Rihanna. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day. 
woman and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads. Heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be ours Thank you for listening, and good night. Have a great rest of the week. Bye for now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.